Good evening. Evening. Oh, that was, really went under that. It was quite ferocious, actually. Good evening. Go on, good Greg. evening. There we go. <laughs> good evening. I, 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 hopefully, I won't say it again. Um, welcome to series two, episode six, I do believe, of the It's Our Year it's still going. podcast. Yeah, well, I mean, we don't have a boss. I mean, if. If we did, it wouldn't be going, would it, Craig? Because they'd be like, well, it's rubbish and uh, nobody listens to it. So it's a good that's, job we haven't got a boss. Undru- that's not true because a lot of people do listen, actually, and they demand more content from us. Do they? Yeah. Very liberal with a lot, when essentially you mean a couple. But on this evening's podcast, we'll be discussing Craig's still heartbroken. The fact that the Wednesday, they didn't make it through, did they, Craig? They lost to the Mackums, who like blue drinks and dog poo. And you were there, weren't you? Yep. Again, just couldn't get over that line and, uh, yeah, still hurting from it. But you've just got to, the cliche, dust yourself down and go again and hopefully. Well, it, will be, it will be our year next You're a year. media man, aren't you, Craig? The way you talk. But yeah, it's, uh, I've got over it now. But yeah, I didn't think you did. Thirty seconds ago. No, I'm still, I'm still upset. But we just got to move on, aren't you? Oh yeah. Well, I'll talk a bit more in detail about. The I game. mean, prior to us recording, you were just saying, "Oh, I've had a look at league. Sorry, we'll piss it." <laughs> just the, again, the continued delusion. The never, never learn, do you? It's just a lot of football fans like that, aren't they? A bit delusional about the team and what they want to do. Yeah, but if, if, you, if you have the self-awareness to understand that you're being delusional, why do you continue to be so? It's the hope, isn't it? The hope to do well. Be hopeless. Because when when the, the positive things happen, you go, oh, good, I'm glad that happened, as opposed to expecting, like you do every single time. Um, so, yeah, it's a shame that the, the Wednesday didn't get through, but there you go. Um, in also in tonight's episode, we'll be looking at um, a little bit of a end of season review, won't we? We've got yeah. a few different categories that we ask people to provide for. Been a good a season, of it? Sent things in. Been a good season. Um, well, what's the gambit for the, it's a good season? What are you measuring that apart? No, like obviously, championships always good. Premier League's been interesting. Teams in Europe. It was a slightly more interesting last day than people anticipated. I yeah. think, wasn't it? With dastardly leads staying up. Fair play to them, they've, they've managed to stay up, haven't they? We uh, told Jesse. Uh, but uh, I think still a lot of big names are going to leave still, even though they have stayed up. You don't think Jesse uh, will have the ability to keep them there? No, oh, he's already under the transfer request, isn't he? Rafina. Uh, hey, don't you want to stay here and play some great football and soccer? No, he doesn't. Although that was a fantastic uh, picture, though, wasn't it? Where he was up in the stand with the fans away at Brentford. As somebody said, it was like a Cavaggio painting. Very rich. It was like a Renaissance uh, image. It was, it was fantastic. Good player. It reminded me of like, the Christ the Redeemer, actually. Christ the Redeemer? Yeah, just there. Just, yeah, it, yeah, that's what I just thought, anyway. And obviously, Chris O'Keefe was there, a, a listener of the podcast. He goes home and away. Yeah, where is he tonight? Actually, in Al- Albania. Mm, wish we were. Because obviously, what final is he watching, Craig? The Conference League, uh, Roma versus... God, that sounded rubbish when you said it like that. What, the Conference League? Yeah, the, the, the Europa Conference League. Yeah, it should be a good game. We'll be watching it after this. Well, it's, I mean, it's the European equivalent to the Pizza Cup, isn't it, really? Yeah. Which, uh, haven't they announced when... 
the draw is going to be, Craig, already, or, the, or when the actual fixtures are going to take place? Yeah, we've got the full calendar, and like I said, I want the double. I want to win the Papa John's and the Carabao. Yeah, so do a Rotherham, basically, and fair play to them. Yeah. But they'll end up coming back down, won't they? Unless Tony Stewart finds another backer, yes. Uh, and then we're going to do a little bit of a deep dive, aren't we, Craig, into something that's fantastic. It's the, the website of not just goalkeeper. It's come from nowhere, this, hasn't it? The man. It's come the from... athlete. The philanthropist. The pundit. David Stockdale. Oh, it's marvellous, isn't it, Craig? A wonderful array of images complimenting a wonderful would, array if, of if quotes. You told, if you told people about it, they wouldn't believe it. Oh, they wouldn't. And I, I, they'll be able to make up their own minds as I'm reading things out, won't they? Um, a bit like uh, the excerpt from Nicholas and Elka's autobiography, where uh, obviously it supposedly got whacked around the knob by Pat V's knob. I wonder if that's uh, including the, his Amazon Prime uh, documentary. I need to watch that, to be fair. Who's? And Elka's got his, like, uh, his own documentary on Prime. Oh, does he discuss his anti-Semitic gestures after he scored a goal? Great player. We've not watched it, obviously. No, no, I need to watch it, that's what I said. You don't know. Le Sulk, as he was <laughs> referred to, yes, because he, apparently he was a little bit of a, a miserable bastard. But let's move on, Craigo. Okay, from the introduction, where, in a moment, we'll have, we'll have a nice start, for no apparent reason, provided by an old Eurovision classic. Oh, as promised. Einstein. Oh, keep it going, Craig, keep it going. Oh, that was good, that one, Tip. Didn't put that in for any reason at all, other than it's just been Eurovision, hasn't it, Craig? We can discuss that briefly, can't we? How did you find it? We were robbed. We were robbed? Yeah. The usual political stuff for the UK, what with that brilliant Brexit decision, seemed to have been forgotten about, didn't it, Craig? And people seemed to vote in droves. And I know, right... It's awful what's happening in Ukraine. Shouldn't happen. But well, it's, 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 it's typical, isn't it? When we're going to win the damn thing... There's, they, a, there's they, a bloody war on. They've got sympathy for it, haven't they? Oh, they have. Oh, they have. It's a shame, isn't it, Craig? What were your personal favourites? I, I, didn't, I didn't get to see it, unfortunately. I've seen, I've seen a couple of highlights. Spain, for me. As you, as you know, I'm a, I'm a big Eurovision fan. I uh, have a few uh, Eurovision parties. Yeah, I voted for Romania. Good. good Why tune. was that? No, it was a good song. Good song. Good dancers. Nice backing dancers. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Lovely. <laughs> Any others that you particularly enjoyed? Belgium was good, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah the Be- Belgium one was good. Uh, uh, Lovely use of an accordion. Yeah, a uh, bit of uh, Rasmus blast from the past. The Rasmus came back, didn't they? Yeah. Um, a song title which I'd say is potentially behind the times. Jezebel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, very Roxanne. In style, wasn't it? Talking about a woman putting her face on, going off into the night, getting up to what she wants to get up to. But it does link back to football because people were saying that's what it feels like when you've either you've lost a penalty shoot at coming second, <laughs> losing a playoff final, like I'm, I know a lot, losing. And that, that's what it felt like for people that didn't like football. So they could actually, actually feel 
that pain. So the connection is emotions. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad, I'm glad you brought us around with that because yeah. I, I was struggling to think of a link because I, I just wanted to listen to the old Ukrainian song. I'm not interested in the new one. No, that was nice, that, Craig. So let's talk about the Wednesday initially. You were there on the evening. What went wrong against the Mac? Yeah, so obviously the last time we did the podcast, the day later was the first leg. So we lost 1-0. Up at their place. Yeah, where I thought both teams were pretty shite and a major mistake from the recently released The Man of Passion, Sam Hutchinson. The Sweet Prince has finally gone. Farewell. Good good night, Sweet Prince. I would have offered him a new deal, but he's been a lot of mix in the camp. He's overseen... A lot of mix? Like, he's mixed emotions about him going, but he's overseen, oh, he's overseen okay. three playoff defeats. Emotions was the crucial word that yeah. he left so he's, off he's, he's missed... So he's, he's failed in three playoffs. And do we need a new... What, and they pinned it on him? No, but, like, he's, he's been he's, he's been there, and, he, and do we need new blood into the team? But for me, in that division, and he would probably have been our best centre-back, actually, to be fair, from the course of the season, and it was a shame. And he would have been hurting... A lot from that, making that mistake. Was his fault, wasn't it, Craig? Up at the stadium of shite. Poor that. And to be fair, again, just going in before half-time. And to be fair, a 1-0 result going to Hillsborough. I didn't think it was too bad. Plus, they, they should have been 2-3-0 up. They, yeah, they, they had they, lots of decent the, chances. The, next, the second half, they hammered us, to be fair. Um, but yeah, they come to where, uh, Hillsborough, time-wasting. Time Wickham, our Wickham have been playing... Obviously, that's how they did it. That's how they got through. But we rock and roll Gareth Ainsworth. Yeah, that's how they do it. That's how they play. And obviously, a lot of I've been watching a lot of playoffs, and a lot of teams are doing it. Fair play, because the ref, referee doesn't do anything. Got to be stronger, and yeah. stand up to him. And what's the yellow card going to do? Until they get a yellow card, they, they're going to keep time wasted. So they came with that, and we thought because it's only one nil, they've got to attack us. And to be fair, they didn't. And I'm thinking, where's the goal going to come? We didn't really look a threat. Gregory gets the goal, very similar to when Fletcher got the goal against Huddersfield. We're back in it. The impetus seemed with you, didn't it? And then, and I like I said to you, uh, when it happened after, afterwards, a few days. So I went off at Boyle dinner. Nobody could contact me. We, well, you, you uh, left the sports groups, didn't you? Left all the sports groups. Couldn't talk about. Everybody it. loved it. To be fair, it felt. I know people say, "Oh, it can't feel as bad as losing against Hull," but it did. I don't know why. It just felt. I were hurting a lot more than the Huddersfield and they're because uh, we shouldn't be in that league and when we are still are though we still yeah. are mm. but yeah and even when Patrick Roberts again he's our phone in our side because he actually I didn't realise when we needed to win against Derby mm. he got the deciding uh, the, the main goal for Derby when we when we got relegated last season so yeah fair play to him I think they did more than than us over two legs but when we got that goal I thought we were going to go and do it, and and I, I still think if we got to extra time, we would have done them. And then, like I said, uh, whoever won out of us and Sunderland would have won it final, and, and Wickham were poor. But fair play to them; they've been out for five years, and they deserve to be back. For the there. for the conceding of the Patrick Roberts goal at Hillsborough, who are you going to dig out for that? Uh, Mendes Lang. To fair, I didn't see it at the time, but apparently didn't track back. But for they me, did fuck all. Just watched but, it. But for over me, as it ex-defender you don't get squared up like Story did but Story young young player he's done well he's going to go back to Preston Ryan Lowe at Preston said he's going to have a, give him a second chance so I don't think he'll be back because he's on like a four year deal mm-hmm. uh, as it sounds yeah 
we've obviously lost Hutchinson, which I, want, I would have given another year. Dunkley. Dunkley, yeah. What do you think about that? Yeah, it's probably right. Not good enough. What about Saido Berahino? Yeah, makes sense because I bet he's on a lot of money. I thought you said you were going to piss the League One. Oh. It's... Is it another poor judgment on your behalf, Craig? No, I just think he, he took his time to find his feet, obviously playing in Belgium League. and he took should his know, time. You should really know where his feet are. You know what I mean. But yeah, uh, another big overall it's going to be a, a, a signings. We're well, apparently, at, was it Argentinian club are looking at Josh Windass, aren't if they? We get, if we get over six figures for him, he should go. Yeah, not because yeah. he just doesn't play enough. He's, yeah, if we, he, I think that will be a good move. But yeah, if, we're going to be up there. They've put us second favourites. Ipswich top, mm-hmm. or second, Derby third. For me, I don't want another playoff campaign. I can't stand them. It's great as a neutral watching other teams. Too but, stressful, isn't it, Craig? But, but, but when you're in there, uh, yeah, top two for me. And if we can get a nice little uh, slice of that pizza cup, I'll, I'll have that. Oh, that was nice. That was a very smooth wordplay, wasn't it? Um, we'll, uh, we'll move on to, to Leicester yeah, obviously for a brief comment. Knocked out of the Conference League. Yeah, have we not spoke about that? No. All right, okay. So yes, obviously we went over to Roma, didn't do much, didn't do enough at all. Conceded in the way that, of course, we always concede. And if you're going to put... uh, Oh, our smallest player, Ricardo, on Tammy Abraham. Uh, Shockingly, we conceded from that. And Brendan came out at the end and said, uh, you know, just sometimes they've just got too many tall players. Okay, (laughs) so it sounded more like Louis Walsh then. Okay, so why not put your biggest and most aggressive player on the person who's, oh, scored 24 goals in the season. Well, actually, we didn't think he was that good at heading. All right, okay, well, about the fact that the cross was straight on it and he didn't even have to jump. Abraham's the top goal scorer of an Englishman in the Italian league. Ever? Yeah. He's done very well, hasn't he? Done very well. And we just, I mean, we had his first shot on target, we're in 81st minute, and it was straight at the keeper, Rui Patricio. We didn't do enough. At all, so we didn't we didn't deserve to go through. Mourinho was very emotional, wasn't he, mm. at them getting through, which says a lot about his priorities. I, these I days. didn't realise they've not won a, a European Cup for for ages. I thought they must have won some. Like, well, that's that's. I think that's why he was weeping. Yeah, yeah, wasn't he? And obviously, you're not in any Europe European competitions now next season. No, it could bode well potentially that we're able to concentrate on the league and hopefully I now. You finish, did you finish eighth or ninth? Eighth. I can't which believe you which in the end is pretty great. Yeah, really. Couldn't you, couldn't you finish 14th on the last day? Um, no, well, the last two games. Yeah, played, we could have, yeah. yeah. Which shows that, well, they finished the season strongly and actually it's transpired, you know, on the face of it that it's not been that bad mm. that we finish up with the, with the injuries, the fact that we haven't played particularly very well. wasn't a bad finish at all. Um, Is he still the right man to, to you? Yeah, my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Who's better than him? There's nobody available who's better than Rodgers. Not a chance. He's absolutely got to address the set-piece issues because the, 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 the excuses he gives for it aren't good enough. Well, if you get a new keeper, you may, that may help that. See, Casper doesn't come out and claim, does mm, it? No, no, he doesn't. And, and obviously there's been a few sort of murmurings about whether he's going to go for one final go at the Champions League. I think that'd involve him going abroad, maybe back home to mm. Copenhagen because he's yeah. certainly not going to get in the Champions League. League side how, how many play. years has he been with Rihanna? Has he done 10? Yeah, I think so. Mm. Yeah, he's been there a decent amount. A um, little bit of an exclusive, Craig, today, earlier on. John Percy with The Telegraph, who's fairly legitimate. Apparently, we're already listening for offers from my old mate, Yannick Vestergaard. 
after less than a season, and Bubakari Samare. I think they've become very impatient with him because he's just not adapted in any again, shape or form talk, to English talk, football. We've, we've talked about this before. You see players, obviously, won uh, the French League, yep. come over to the Premier League. They just struggle, don't they, for whatever reason. Alfonso it, Alves. Just can't do it, can they? Massimo Macaroni. They're all Borough-based. The list goes on. But uh, <laughs> you may try to go for a cup then this season. The Pizza Cup. No. Should put us first team out for it, Craig. I know we can't. It's fine. Uh, yeah, hopefully hopefully so, because obviously our defence of the FA Cup was absolutely feeble when we got absolutely steamrolled by Forrest. What do you think about the potential of them coming up? Yeah, very similar to like Sunderland and us. I think they deserve to be back up there. Compared yourselves to Forrest, who were just about to get in the Premier League when you're in League One. No, but like we had that. We, we nearly got there, didn't we? Like we, you've got to, like we've said, out with it. And we'll come on to it in a bit. Flop at season. There's some teams. I know they've got their own merit, but they shouldn't be where they are. They shouldn't not be. They should not be in that Premier League. Same with teams in Championship. And even the game I watched the other day in fifth tier football, mm. Grimsby mm. and Sheffield Notts County, like, and they getting twelve, fourteen thousand. They shouldn't be in that league. But they're there because they're shit. <laughs> Aren't they? Hey. Careful, we've got a good friend who plays for Grimsby, don't we? Who plays for him in, in Tails. Yeah, it'd be nice to see them in a higher league with the inflatable fish, but they ain't doing it, are they? Silly little fucks. They might get back up, though. First first time of asking. Yes, Grimsby are through to the playoff final. Semi for now. Oh, sorry, I no, apologise. Because it works differently in the conference. Go on then, talk me through Plus, it. Uh, top goes up, so Stockport have gone up. They have, yeah, And then that's from right. second to seventh... Mm. If you finish second or third, they automatically go into the semi-final. So that's Wrexham. So Wrexham and Sully Moors. Yeah, Sully Hall Moors, yeah. yeah. Sully Hall, what a crap part and of the country the, that is. then they don't do a two-legger, like in playoffs mm. in, in EFL. It's an eliminator game. It makes it more interesting. I like that. Like, just won it game. Mm. And obviously, Grimsby played uh, uh, Notch County. Mm-hmm. Notch County were heavily favourites. Grimsby got through, so they're playing Wrexham. Right, so obviously they're a bit difficult. rested. But it, but in recent years, teams who finish second or third mm. not necessarily go up, even though they, normally it's the it's the the people who, or the teams who are playing in the quarterfinals. So mm-hmm. as it stands, it's Wrexham, Grimsby, mm-hmm. at Wrexham's ground, and then it's Chesterfield versus uh, uh, Soleil. Uh, Moors. Moors, eh? Yeah, yeah. Oh, so yeah, okay. It'll be good to get one of them teams back up, and yeah, Chesterfield sh- should be up. Well, thank you for explaining that, yeah. Craig. It was good, and it, it's been nice listening to you tonight, without uh, looking over the way, um, with a gentleman beyond your shoulder, um, furiously jaying. I, I know you you, you struggled with that, you, didn't you? Yeah. We, we all struggled with it, but what it <laughs> what it allowed? I enjoyed it. I what it allowed? I've had a few t- uh, chats with people who listen to the podcast, right. and all the other content what we've put into it, yeah. people are talking about the guy over the way yeah. and the chuffing Stone Island badging. Do you know what I mean? Is that only what the? Which got... it suggests what we talk about is utter trite, then, doesn't it? Really. <laughs> so basically, I'm going to put a sign out. Come on, mate, get out the shower, t-shirt on first, the no pants and trousers. <laughs> Get pulling. So the season concluded on Sunday. A little bit more dramatic than people anticipated, wasn't it? Man City having to do almost a QPR. Not quite as dramatic, but 2-0 down. Didn't foresee that. Having to charge back and and win 3-2. There was uh, Leeds uh, staying up 
on the last day of the season, sending the Burley down with Michael Jackson, who are now in probably some dire financial straits. Oh, the, the, the 80 million parachute payment, what they roughly get. Should be taken up by a... The, the debt. Debt repayment, isn't and, it? Yeah, and obviously Pope's going to be gone. Uh, Goober! Tarkovsky is going to go, but again, it's going to go straight into in, back into the club not, and uh, playing staff. Do you think Burnley will be able to cope if they lost Phil Bardsley? He's got to retire. <laughs> Do you see him? He was consoling everyone when he was hugging people after the game. He, because, he, because he knew he, he's integral and that he'd be leaving. <laughs> I can't believe a, he's still a, a, in an out team. But, in a big money transfer. But, uh, linking it to Wednesday, uh, that's going to definitely... Definitely not going to get Peacock Farrell back now. No? Because obviously Pope's going to go. He'll be, he'll, he'll, be first, new. he'll be first choice. Yeah, be making mistakes for Burnley. Won't he? And we can't afford to pay for his full wages like we did for 25 grand there is. But yeah, fucking nuts that you got 16 that. clean sheets, but yeah, could have done better. Could have done better. But one of the things we particularly enjoyed about that final day of the season was uh, was Grealish. Was Grealish after the game, was it? Walking on, absolutely twatted. And very hoarse, you know, in his voice, and clearly been up all night, getting tanked up, holding people's tits up like he was in lockdown, saying, I'd like to thank, I'd like to thank Bernardo Silva for taking himself up because he was absolutely gash yesterday, wasn't he? Well, you've been gash most of the season, mate. <laughs> and as uh, Roy Keane said, uh, giving him the tips after the game, what does he need to do? When he's in the bar, just stay off of that top shelf. I was just, and everyone was looking at Keith like, what does he mean? But he likes to drink, doesn't he? Yeah, but, yeah but as we've seen from his videos and pictures, he likes things off the top shelf. <laughs> and a bit like, a bit like um, Pop in League of Gentlemen. You know, in life, you've got to reach for the things, and the things on the top shelf, you have to work for them. The milk tray, the dirty books. That's what Jack's reaching for. But it shows, it shows linking it back to football, how Pep like moulds players because he was very honest after the game saying when he was at Villa mm. he had free reign to do whatever not every not what he wanted but when he had the ball if he wanted to he was the main him, man wasn't he yeah but Pep saying if you're going to do that don't lose the ball and he's always thinking in his head so maybe he's not acting shackle, on instinct sh- he's got a Premier League title now Shackles probably well, I think we'll see like look at Rodri Rodri weren't going at first couple of no. seasons and he oh his first season and his class, so I think he'll do good. And, he's in, and he just, I, I know he's, people say he dives a lot, but he, he doesn't. He, he wins so many good fouls. What about Grealish again? Yeah, wins so many good fouls. I'm, I'm, big, I'm a big Grealish fan, as you can tell. And yeah, obviously, I think he's in England squad. He's good. good. Not like old Maddo. No, no. I think it's pretty rough from Mr. Waistcoat Southgate that he's left Madison out of the squad. I mean, he talks about it's based on form. Madison's form's been superb. He's done a darn sight better than Mason Mount has this season. So, yeah. He's never going to get over Foden, is he? It's the no, Mount. no, he's not going to get in over Foden, but he's better than, I think he's better than Mount. And I don't know, he just seems to have taken a dislike to him because he sat in a casino. Well, I mean, what was what was Foden doing in Iceland? As uh, uh, one, our one of our listeners says as well, he, he don't want too many dickheads. It's, it's already got Grealish in there, hasn't it? Yeah, it's a big top up with putting Madison in there, isn't it? But they've 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 made it. You made you feel okay, haven't they? Because they put Justin in. They've 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 made the Leicester fans happy with that one. Um. Yeah. Slightly perplexing. 
being as uh, he's come back, done okay. He's certainly not near the level many, he was before. How many minutes is he going to get in these four games? How many minutes is he going to get? Yeah. Four and a half across the four. He's, it's going to be a minute for the first three games. Gareth's going to be generous. Minute and a half for the last one. Okay. Now, the main bit of this particular section is are uh, certain categories that we've decided on. So we've got match of the season, flop of the season, buy of the season, and away day of the season. Okay. Been some excellent games this season. The uh, Liverpool-Chelsea one with that marvellous Kovacic where he sort of stepped backwards and then he shot it, he shot it right good into the goal, didn't he? But I've not opted for that one. The Barry Bannon uh, goal of the season where he scored at MK Dons. Yeah. What a goal. I'm sure that features in many people's matches of the season. I think it does. Big away win at MK Dons. Yeah. Not mine. Might but... do if you're in a loser league. Um, but my match of the season is, is a, a loss to Leicester. But it was very enjoyable. It was the Man City 6, Leicester City 3 on Boxing Day. I thought we were talking to a Fulham fan there. No, you weren't. They're not, they're not bothered if they win, lose or draw. That's right. <laughs> well, you, you were piping off about this the other day, weren't you? Going on about, I, oh, these Leicester fans, they don't sing, they've got clappers, they're like Fulham. What they are going to have installed next season? <laughs> Fucking neutral stand. No, a singing section. Which hopefully will provide no, a bit more atmosphere. When I went to Fulham, Graham Cottage, mm-hmm. where the first time we went, uh, uh, we lost in the dying moments. Uh, Scott Malone, last minute winner. Mm-hmm. Talking to a Fulham fan after the game. Mm-hmm. They weren't even bothered. And I'm like, you just scored a last minute winner. Well, I'm glad that you've lambasted an entire fan base based upon one man that you spoke to at the end of the game. Uh, but then... When we went down again a couple of years later. Oh, good scintillating riposte, that Craig. We got a good win and uh, brilliant. But yeah, yeah. And again, what another club? What what's the point of them? What is the point of Fulham? <laughs> what's the point of them? You got a few like that, haven't you? We've got a few. You'd throw Norwich away, wouldn't you? But anyway, I'll fucking finish my point. Man City six, Leicester three. So the team sheet came out. This is when we were at the height of our injury crisis. People falling down, being out for months. Did So Brendan had come out... Sorry, did you have injuries? I, I, I never know. You, you've been talking about these injuries all the way through this season. Well, do you know why? Because <laughs> a fact, you twat. Hence why we haven't played that well. And then people come back and lo and behold, our performances have improved. Still conceded from a lot of set pieces, but our performances have improved. So the team sheet comes out. Obviously, no Fafana, no Evans, whatever. We've got Vestergaard playing. 4 nil down after 20-odd minutes. Because before the game, we were saying, fucking hell, if we keep it below 10, it'll be all right. And it was heading, obviously, 20 minutes, 4 nil down. Like, fucking hell. Second half, brilliant. Got it back to 4-3. It was, oh, it was marvellous. Me and Dave got on. So when we were flagging the fans off? Dave, yeah. yeah. Well, he were, he were waving, weren't he? He had, he had the fingertips extended going, Hello, hello, you bank twats. You come every bloody week expecting to win. Look at you, arseholes. Giving it all that. And we came pretty close to an amazing comeback. But then, of course, uh, a couple of set pieces that we conceded to. But that was my master city. It was very, very enjoyable. Because as we were coming back, there was just that, Bloody hell, this is, this is our shittest 11. And look at them. They're doing great. I, I remember that game, to be fair. So I was like... Thinking, freaking hell, it's a 4-0, what's it going to be? And then 
you got back into it, didn't you? But, yeah, I mean, yeah. we should have made it even like 5-4, because I remember Albright had, had a, a really good chance that he should have been able to head in, didn't. But no, it was, it was a very exciting, very entertaining game. I'm not a Fulham fan, but it was very exciting <laughs> even though we lost. So the next one, other than uh, it's flop of the season, not Craig's Chodo. And not the guy... Uh... That there's no floppy about that. I mean, it's not big, but it was very erect. It was raging. And red, with his very bizarre plucking technique. Flop of the season, I've gone for Manchester United, because before the start of the season, Ronaldo comes in, they've got Varane coming in, they've spent a hell of a lot of money, as Sancho. always. Sancho. Lots of lots of potential, lots of uh, sort of buzz about him, and uh, obviously they transpired to be complete shite. There's a distinct lack of fear about Old Trafford. Teams that go there previously, but oh, oh, you know, oh, it's got this sort of kudos to it, this sense of intimidation. There's none of that anymore. Rubbish. They're not physical or aggressive enough. That's the, that's the one thing that's distinctly lacking from their play. I think they're just too easy to roll over. Um, you've got old big lankhead Maguire at the back. <laughs> who could also have been flop of the season, who, after every single game, when they've lost, comes out with these awful, passionless responses of, oh, oh, we go again. Oh, my head's growing. I don't want that to go again. I want that to stop. It's too big. There's on Maguire. I've got a lot of uh, people saying, Joe Maguire's not his brother. Got a few. Oh, bit, did you? Got a few bits wrong. But that was your point, Craig. Yeah. You so said that. yeah, I know Joe Maguire is not Harry Maguire. It's so Lawrence, who is he then? It's Lawrence Maguire who plays with Chelsea. Who's Joe but Maguire? I don't uh, player. We discussed about him. <laughs> even you don't even know if he exists, do you? You don't, do you? Joe Maguire. And that's a Chris Forsyth. It's Craig Forsyth. As well, yeah, you, you, yeah. you're very poor on that. But I, that front, as you know, my teeth in this week, I'm on top form. So, oh, it's been fucking brilliant, mate, so <laughs> far. Another thing about Man United, which makes them a flop of the season, their food shit. Not just for the paying punter I've in the been, ground, no, been. never been to Old Trafford. No. Food's very, very poor. And then it's also very, very poor. I don't know if you remember, Jake Humphrey sent a picture where it was just like boiled eggs and mashed potato. That's what they give to the uh, the pundits. They won't give it to David Stockdale. Sounds like Dunstan away. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what, what you got at Dunstan when you went with Sheffield FC? It's like a bland pasta, a few peas in it. Of... <laughs> <laughs> what, just, just dry pasta with peas in? Yeah, just like, you know, when you've gone all that way, and you think, bloody hell. You'd have preferred a palm it's been, it's been pretty poor, actually, going up there. What, to the northeast? Yeah, the highlights the coming back with a few nuky browns on coach. Oh, so nothing to do with the actual laid-on no, stuff from the club. No. Very, it's very bland, like food. You know what I mean? Bl- food is bland. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's a good point, Craig. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, pardon me. That was bad, wasn't it? Now, by the season, I've had a couple of people suggest this particular individual, including uh, uh, Mark, lovely chap, Mark, who is a Newcastle fan, and he's gone for Bruno Gamaresh. I apologise if I, again if I've butchered that particular name. It wasn't due to a lack of respect. It was just having very poor enunciation. Been very good, anti Craig, since he's come in at Newcastle and, from Leon. And another Brazilian who's been good, Joe Linton. The, the, everybody was laughing at him, saying, "What a flop!" And he's turned out really well. Hasn't he? oh, he's been brilliant since he's not been used by Steve Bruce <laughs> up top. You know, I brought a man in. He scored eight in like twelve years, and I think he's the man. 
Yeah, because he has got that quite soft loot. He's, he's, uh, he? he's sticking with West Brom, isn't he? Bruce says he's going to try to get him back up. Uh, well, I assume he says he's going to stick with it. <laughs> not sure the club are going to agree with that because there's been no boing, boing, boing or whatever stupid fucking thing the West Brom fans see. I still say if he, if he stayed with us... And we looked after him, didn't he? When he when he was breathing his dad and his breathing. Uh, uh, sorry, breathement. <laughs> Another Joe McGuire. <laughs> and uh, give him that time off to go to the Caribbean. What did he do afterwards? Sacked you straight after he. Yeah. Another player, South American, who's been excellent. Luis Diaz, great player who came in at Liverpool. He's down running, hasn't he? He has. He has. He's very aggressive. He's very skillful. Got an eye for goal. Well, mm. another aggressive South American who I think has done very well. I know I said buyer this season. I mentioned a few because other people have sent this in as well. This is like five-a-side team, yeah? Uh, Four-a-side. <laughs> Christian Romero. Like him a lot. I think he's good. He's aggressive. Plays for Tottenham because you kind of look at me in a way. Oh, who's he? No, I do know who he is. You do know who he is, I, do you? I'm from Atlanta. Won that, very well done. Won that tackle against Siuncu, which I think potentially completely clarified it for Brendan. That he uh, didn't you know what I just realised? You, you, you're describing players mm. but you wish you added Leicester just so you didn't concede all these that be that aggression. A few of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And another one who's quite an aggressive oh, player. Standard. Who's very underrated. and He's done supremely well since going to Newcastle. Dan Byrne. Todd Burner, yeah. He's, he's been excellent since he's got in there. The big Geordie Bean Poal. He's been very good at set pieces. Because um, he's a Geordie lad himself, it is. isn't he? Yeah, so he's been, I didn't, I I didn't realise that. No, I thought he was Australian. Yeah. I don't know where that came from. About as good as you again with Joe Maguire. But he's, he, no, he's done supremely well. And then away day of the season, unfortunately, didn't get to many of the European trips. Unfortunately, brother and, and David went to PSV and uh, Napoli. And had a marvellous time with old Davo getting knocked over, getting knocked over with his glasses and his earring aids flying up. I, I, I'm bloody stuck here. This might be a brilliant moment, a seminal moment where we've just got a winning away goal in Europe, admittedly the Conference League. He said all this, you know, naturally, of course. But I'm stuck. I can't move a bastard muscle. The back's gone. The restless leg syndrome's kicking in. I'm booting people in front of me. And rightly so. They've pissed me off. Are you sure it's not the, the red wine what he was supping before? And, uh, oh, yeah, I saw that he had it. And uh, uh, it was probably mixing it. He was mixing it. And he called me out, didn't he? He Who called did? me out. Your dad. David Gayton. Called me out. Yeah, he did, actually. I, he was saying, oh, the Wednesday won't be in here. And I actually have to remind <laughs> the, the, the people, we have actually not so long ago been in Europe. When was 95, that? 96, not long ago. No, not, not like long told, ago at yeah, all. Yeah, exactly. So, have a bit of respect, yeah. <laughs> I think he had his hearing aid switched down when you were talking that shite. But I've gone for Brentford away. Really enjoyed Brentford away. Didn't really go with any form of expectations. Nice. Can't be as good as old ground. No, sure. I can't imagine it was. The new ground's a nice little one. It would have been better to go to the old one, Griffin Park, with a pub on each corner. No, I never went. Yeah, I've been. Oh, when I went, they only had three pubs, one shut down. All right. Well, it, despite that, there's some cracking pubs in and around yeah. uh, Brentford. It was a very nice area. We went to. Um, now this is this is rather middle path, but before the game, uh, we went to. You spoke to a Fulham fan. No, I did not. I didn't take on his um, embracing um, loss mantle. Uh, we went to a restaurant at the behest of, of Rory, our younger brother. We went to Anthony Worrell Thompson, the cheese stealers restaurant, where Dave got very mad about an aperitif that he received because it was a pork scratching that was just a hairy nipple. And how much was that? About, uh, it was minutes. enough. It was enough. <laughs> I, think he, I think he ended up knocking the hair off, seeing how much it cost, and then eating the hair. 
But it was good. There was a brilliant goal from, we assume, the departing Yuri Tillemans. On is, it, is he going? Because he's never come out and said he's not. He's, he's... Well, Fabrizio Rabano said he's going. Is he definitely going? And typically... Has he done anything like to any like wit? Prolonged well, waves? He, yeah, yeah. Well, well, he did, did that at the back yeah. end of last season and then the majority of his performances this season have indicated that Arsenal are going for him. Well, John Percy, Telegraph again, uh, reckons that Arsenal are going to bid 25 mil for him. Um, well, they're using they're in Europe. Uh, there's that, and obviously his contract runs out next season, so we'll take... It's, I mean, it's pretty clever from Arsenal, really, isn't yeah. it? It'd be a bit of a shame if he went there. I hope he pisses off to Europe and then we don't worry do about it. Do you say him. that's not a step forward for him? To go to Arsenal? Yeah. It's not much of one. I don't think, do you? There's a bit bigger club, aren't they? Yeah, admittedly. But then you've got AFTV. <laughs> Wonder what Ty will think about him. <laughs> yeah, he's a good player, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. he's very good. Um, also behind us, which made it quite interesting and is sort of, and was sort of emblematic of a lot of what's happened on football in a way day. Certainly, the case at Old Trafford, and it was at at, um, at Brentford. The horrific amount of cocaine being used because there was a father and son. Who were having it behind us? Well, we mentioned it, it? Cocaine away days. It's, it's a huge thing, and and, and I think we, it's not on the agenda. But I think we need to. We might talk about it now. Like all what's happening at the moment, all this pitch, pitch invasions coming in and thumping people. The aggression towards players on the pitch. Obviously, the trouble prior to the games fighting. To me, it's, it's getting worse. For me, what well, I mean, think? you've well, you've got the cocaine use and. A thing that's really odd to me about a pitch invasion, if your team has won, why are you concerned with attacking someone? Like, surely you should... Them, aren't they? No, but in that moment, you should be completely jubilant and celebrating. Your team's just completed something that's great. Go and celebrate with your players, hold them aloft, all that type of stuff. Why are you going after opposition? It, uh, that yeah, doesn't... Yeah, well, well right. the fact that you, you're coked up, that is probably one of the reasons. But, like, you should be thinking, oh, this is brilliant. We've survived, we've gone up. I think people pitch invading to a playoff semi-final is very odd. Like, you've not completed the job. I'll fire. Yeah, you're right. That's an odd one. But the, yeah, the repair, the father and son behind us, and every bloody moment of drama f- fell forward. Oh, sorry, mate. Bit, bit like you with glasses. <laughs> ju- ju- just to one side. Oh, sorry, mate. Fucking do one. Not bad. No, I didn't like it at all. So, what are yours then, Craig? What's your, what's your match of the season? Obviously, uh, me working for Sheffield FC, being the kit man, so a lot of my Saturdays have been... Please, with, equipment coordinator. Yeah, home and away. Uh, uh, tricky season, as you know, we managed to stay up. a shit season, isn't it? Uh, managed to stay up. But the, we thought we were going to go through the season without winning away, and we should have won first away game at season. 2 up. Yeah, 2 and up. Tag caster, and we Sam thought, Smiths. And we thought, are we going to get that away win? And... Funny enough, this last two away games we actually won. So the match of the season for me was Brillington Town away. It had a bit of spice to it because they needed to get the points to stay up. We did as well. And uh, Sam Greenhouse, uh, lad from uh, Rotherham, uh, came in uh, the last few games. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. And it was such a great goal. Like to From the angle where he scored it, mm-hmm. it was like, oh, we'd be happy with a point, to be fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't want to lose it, and he just cracked it. Understanding top bins across the keeper, amazing. And when, then what to top it off was, we didn't even know he had it in his locker. He did the chuffing double sum, uh, somersault, 
backflip. Oh, everything. nice. And this is in 90th minute, and he's a, a, a wing-back, mm -hmm. great engine. So, yeah, great uh, great win. And uh, But, yeah, it was a bit nervous, because at the end of the game, we, we were doing the, oh, we are staying up, we are staying up video, and we were like, we've still got a couple of games to go. And as you know, we did manage to stay up. So, that could have, but, yeah, for me, that was a match of the season. Really good. So, you, you did the thing that Arsenal did when they beat us, when we win, won the league and we're taking all the photographs of mm -hmm. the changer, we're going, it's a dumb thing, isn't it? <laughs> hey, we're going to do that. As if you did that, you dopey sod. But isn't that match day, uh, sorry, that match of the season simultaneously your away day of the season? Yeah, as well? I've changed oh, it. Oh, you've changed I've it? I've changed it, yeah. Okay, so correct. I want to give the, the fans a different aspect and not me just being with the Sheffield FC. So, but flop of the season, mentioned a couple of clubs what shouldn't be where they are. Go on then. And it's that that yo-yo teams that are going from championship to prem, prem back to championship. Norwich, you're not having them, are you, Craig? I can't. Like what? What are they? What do they do again? <laughs> what do they do? They'll come back down with big parachute payment. Uh -huh. we, and I'm a bit negative with that because Wednesday, one of the teams what didn't have any parachute payments. So we've always. Well, that was the case for every every other team in and around that era, though, yeah, wasn't it, but, Craig? And then yeah. they were able to still get up. There, yeah, but then they? we're competing with the teams what who've had the, that money. So yeah, mm -hmm. they're going to get another good eighty million or so whatsoever. Yeah, but they don't spend it. Yeah, they won't spend it. They'll they'll bankroll it. They'll keep the most of the team. They'll smash the league again. They they will do. They'll be at top six and they'll go, probably go back up again. And then when they go, but for what? But purpose? What's, what's mean? Like they don't even. To be fair, they have actually spent a bit of money, but they just bought dross. And to sum it up, they get Dean Smith in with with a view mm. on next season, already thinking about the championship. Mm. Thinking about how he can get back up. Yeah, so for them, flop at 22 points. It's pretty shite, whatever it was, wasn't it? Uh, like, what, where would they be without Pookie and all? Like, to be fair, he scores goals in Prem. He scored 11. Yeah. Not but yeah, do badly. for me, Norwich, man. No. And rivalry, what they have with it's not a rivalry, is it? With Ipswich? Yeah. They're not in the same league, Craig. No, but when when they were, anyway. That's <laughs> flop. Uh, it was by, the buyer of the season. Buyer of the season. Uh, uh, and we, we were talking about it, weren't we? Uh, the obviously uh, horrific events what happened in the Euros when Ericsson just collapsed and mm -hmm. we thought he weren't going to be here anymore. Uh, uh, and then I'm thinking, right, he survived, brilliant, he's on, on the mend. He's never going to play football again. And he's come comes back. Brentford have took him. He's been, been brilliant, hasn't he? Yeah, and he's even been even the bigger teams now are coming in for him. I think he'll stay I, I think he'll stay at Brentford to be fair. Apparently I, Leicester I, are interested. And, and I think I think he should do as well. Stay at Brentford. Yeah. Because they gave him a chance. Yeah. I am a big believer on that. Uh, uh, yeah, so for me bite season Great, and, he, and like I watched uh, a bit of flair. I know they didn't win against Leeds, but he's chuffing set piece delivery, second to none. Like just literally on a on a sixpence every time, and he knocks that ball in. Mm -hmm. but yeah, good player. Uh, so you've changed it, haven't you, Craig? Your away game yeah, of the season. What is it? So uh, my way day, uh, oh, so the away game of the season mm -hmm. was uh, Donny away. Oh, when you went with the Wednesday. Went with the Wednesday. We had a, a free week. Uh, and uh, yeah, well, great away day. He had it, he, when we walked to the game. I said to the lads, I said it's got a feel that, uh, about a uh, particular away game. What I went with a uh, lad called JW, where we, uh, you know, that rain right, just bouncing off of 
ground, it's just absolutely hammering it down. Oh. And and we're literally we're drowned rats going to Birmingham and same going to Donny, it's not called Keep Martin anymore, I can't remember what it's called. Mm-hmm. Uh obviously big game for them, big game for us as well. Uh, uh, and it was the first time yep. we actually came back from losing position to win the game. And the last time we did that with Birmingham when I went with JW, which was six years ago. <gasps> Spooky isn't it? Three one. And I got and I got if if you see on the uh, the highlights, yeah. second goal when Sadio Berrino scored, yeah. you can see me being not trying to get on the pitch. Not the uh, uh Oh no, you were what you weren't trying to attack anybody. No, but I had the I had the steward pushing me back. Like pushing me back. The didn't f- break a chair, did you? No, I didn't break a chair, no. But yeah, that was good and obviously one three one. really good uh, and obviously before the game mm-hmm. went to a nice uh, pub and a bit of folk music, as you know, when we had the the Dylan does Wednesday. It's rain. <laughs> Hello, Lizzy. Fucking shitty old Dylan does Wednesday. Uh, another suggestion we had, Craig, for buyer the season, just before we wrap up this particular element yep. from uh, from John, mm-hmm. uh, but not John Mottershed. Another John. Not another John. Another John, John. Davis. Uh, not John Davis. Another John. Another John. Who'd have thought? A few Johns. Not John. Uh, John Field. No, another John. Now he went by the season. Kieran Trippier. What do you think of that one, Craig? He's only played six games, hasn't he? Oh, well, Craig's not a fan of it. No, I'm a big fan of Trippier. Mm-hmm. I, again, like him a lot and did really well. Quite a profound bridge. impact when he first came in, didn't yeah, he, at Newcastle? Always done, always done well at, uh, at, for England. But yeah, he, he had a, a... Did he get a, an arm ring? I, I can't remember. I, th- I thought it was something like an angle. Quite a bad yeah, injury, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, unfortunate yeah. for Kieran. Do you think he could be buy of next season then well definitely for them they didn't pay a lot but 15 million or something for him yeah yeah yeah. that's good enough. not just a mercenary is he Craig no he's a good player so please now everybody join us on what will be an odyssey a very Brentian journey together as we look at the website of former Brighton and current Wickham goalkeeper David Stockdale. So have you have you had a little cursory look at this website? Craig? I've had a look, and like like I said, if if if, t- if you told people what's on there, the content, people mm-hmm. won't believe you. And, and go have is, a look for yourself. And it is real, and we'll have to put the link on on our socials, won't we? Right. Yeah. So you go on website right initially. The address itself incorporates is is supposed iconic number thirteen. Yeah, he's, a, always, he's always been 13. Always yeah. 13. A logo then engraves itself upon the screen. Very strong brand identity, I'll give him that. You know, good anchorage to the, yeah. the website address. So the initial homepage image is David, very suggestively, coquettishly, lowering his sunglasses to reveal his dead eyes. He wants you. See? Ah, <laughs> he wants you. See? Ah, now... It, and of course, when the glasses are lowered to reveal, it is in fact the beloved number 13. The man that we obviously think of every time when we think of the number 13. It's David Stockdale. It then very enigmatically and intriguingly tells you to scroll down. It uses a fleur de arrow to support this. Naturally, the fan base need that emphasis because without the arrow, they'd have no clue with which to scroll down, would they? We then get an image of David. Black blazered with a sweater. Nice use of smart casual. Now, on closer inspection, if you've seen this, Craig, the jacket, it's like, it's sort of crinoline. That or his 
fucking forgot to iron it. I don't know. Like, like school bog paper, right? All, all creased up. Um, looks recycled, essentially, the suit, mm. which is not necessarily a look you want from a suit. It looks, it looks dapper, though, doesn't it? I thought he looked a prick. And he looks very stoically into the middle distance. A bit like, a bit like on the trip when Rob Bryden and Steve Coogan are talking about Richard Gere. He's there looking into the middle of this. Because Richard Gere does this as an acting technique. So he'll say something like along the lines of, people are saying... So obviously they refer to Richard Gere's character as Jonathan in that particular little skit, don't they? People are saying, Jonathan, you ain't coming back. <laughs> Richard Gere's character, Jonathan, looks in the middle of the difference and just goes... <laughs> as little memory remembers something and just goes... <laughs> Maybe I'm not. That's what David looks like. To be fair, he, Stockdale, when you when you see these images, he could be next James Bond, couldn't he? To be fair. Uh, how he's portraying. Well, it's how he's portraying himself. In his own mind, he could be. And it's the first glimpse you get of his timepiece. He loves frigging showing that watch off. All the way. Big motif for him. Now, this particular part of the website is called The Man. And it has the strap line, you know the goalkeeper, now find out about the personality. He's driven, big-hearted, straight-talking, fun. To the left is a picture of David laughing, but without emotion. Lads must hammer him for this, by the way. I don't know. We don't know. Got do we? I bet they don't even know about it. So you know, you, when, when, he, when he does that face, right, So he, he, it looks like he's sat there just going, ha! Like he's, he's hiding a lot of pain. A bit like Anton de Beck. He's had a lot of uh, pain in the uh, the playoffs, though, hasn't he? He's, a lot of, he's had a lot of pain in his career. <laughs> Do you ever play at Leicester? Yeah, he did, yeah. yeah. Yeah, eight games. So the overview continues, and it says, David Stockdale is a brilliant goalkeeper. So that's the first lie that we've come across. But there's far more to him than just commanding presence and awesome shot-stopping. Born and bred in Yorkshire, he has natural northern charm and genuine warmth. What do you think of that use of a stereotype, Craig? You're northern, you're not warm. I am. You're not. You're very tight, you're a curmudgeon. My wife thinks I'm warm. Well, just when you hug? Yeah, warm-blooded me, mate. Oh, I didn't like it. Why did you do that? I don't know. You just rubbed your hands together. I think think I'm quite... uh, You're not generous with money. You know about changed, changed my ways. You, oh, so you acknowledge that you weren't? No, the time, I've got a bit more money behind me now. Oh, right, a okay. lot of loads. I've not seen it. Hell, you haven't brought them Cheetos around the, tonight. I went for the council. I went for the council for God's sake. Yeah, I did, but I mean, you promised me flaming hot Cheetos. <laughs> I'm, sat here, I'm sat here eating nothing. And I'm eating your. Yeah, giving me, giving you fucking chocolate peanut butter eggs, <laughs> and you're warm. Go fuck yourself. So his emergence through the youth systems at Huddersfield and York City have kept him grounded throughout his career. And always grateful for the most extravagant opportunities that have come his way. Now, I'd have just thought his career in of itself has kept him grounded. Because, I mean, it's hardly been a vault, has it? I mean, it's not flung up at any point, has it? And... What do you think about the fact that he's stated, Craig? Let's focus on that particular line. Extravagant opportunities. Do you think being on loan at Southend was an extravagant opportunity? Or do you think playing five times for Hull was an extravagant opportunity? Well, he's playing in the rock and roll team, isn't he? At the moment, isn't he? 
Oh, Wickham. Wickham. Yeah, with shit Gareth. Out, oh, more, it's not more, it's more shithouse football, to be fair. I can't believe... What, just kicking it out? I just can't believe I've got Wednesday have got to play them twice again. And we'll, we'll get dicked again. We'll, we won't win them. Yeah, and, and what a person to be dicked by. <laughs> Gareth. Hey, he's rocking well. I think he's going to go. I think he's going to... Do you? To do what? Uh, well, Join a Van Halen no, he's, covers he's, band. He's been linked with his tour clubs. Uh, Blackburn, where he did really well. Oh, yeah. He's playing in QPR. Obviously, a bit of a legend there. That's right, because old big troll man Mowbray has gone. <laughs> Hasn't he? Now, David continues, because remember, it's definitely David who's not written this website. He has several business interests out of football, which I think is relatively uh, quite disconcertingly vague. Because he doesn't really specify. Bit, bit like Chancery. <laughs> but despite him being a hard-nosed capitalist, it states his intrinsically kind nature means he always he's always made time for charity and community projects. Hmm. Again, I don't, I don't, it doesn't specifically state, does it? So either side of these diatribes, right? He sat again playing with his watch. watch yeah. Because because he, he's pulling the time bit out, isn't he? And then put it back in. Because it is a Casio. And it has already run out during the photographic shoot. Um, now, he's peeing about with his watch. And it seems like an old warehouse. It very much uh, reminded me, very reminiscent of the music videos that Nick Knowles did. <laughs> yeah. Uh, where, you, when, have you still got that album? Have I still got the album? Did I buy it? I think I did, didn't yeah, I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, where the actual sleeve for the record was printed out. <laughs> now, on there's about four or five Nick Knowles videos, and the setting is exactly the same, but he chose to film it at different times of the day. So you think, oh, is this a different place? No, it's just dark. So for the video for every kind of people, that's what life's about, yeah. Because that's how we do it. He's very husky. Well, he plays with his brother. Uh, music. Careful. Like, <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and then they change outfits. That's another way that they try and um, sort of lull you in. Also, there's a Christmas song they do where they talk about, like, they're chopping down trees, they're sitting by fires, I'm doing DIY SOS, but they think what I've done to the house is shit. The drummer in the background doesn't play drums. He just sits there for the entirety of the video because they think, hey, we're on the clock here. Keep him here because we've got to do the video. And he's like that for DIY SOS. Who? Nick uh, Knowles? Yeah, he's, he's, he only comes to do like, the, the key uh, uh, filming bits. He's not always on A site. A bit like Titchmarsh. He's not always on the site. Plus, uh, Cameron and uh, Dave uh, they did an episode in Rotherham. Only the little uh, electrician guy does the work. None of the He's the grafter, not Knowles. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Now, you know, uh, just mentioned Titchmarsh there. Alan yeah. Titchmarsh, you know, the uh, the bored housewife's favourite, who ended up doing quite a bit of naughty literature, didn't he? And he got very funny when Parkinson read it out on Parkinson. He was like, why are you trying to embarrass me? It's all right, mate. But he had a song. Did you ever, did you ever hear the song about... Uh, where it was like, Alan, 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 Titchmarsh. Titchmarsh, 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 Titchmarsh. And then she goes on to say... It, it rhymes like the Lee Gregory song. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah it the doesn't Gregory. Work, doesn't work Gregory. well, does it? But uh, talks about being uh, deflowered in the flower bed, that type of stuff. Because <laughs> he's a Yorkshire Adonis. I want you. I need you. Then anyway, on to a similar level of 
people with a lack of self-awareness, we return to David Stockdale. So he then talks about how he relaxes. He enjoys nothing more than spending time with his family. And then another one, he enjoys going on low-key fishing trips. What justifies a fishing trip being low-key, would you say? He's probably going on his own. Crabbing off Whitby Harbour. Where, where like, <laughs> did you ever do that as a kid, though? Where, like, you, 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 I used to love a bit of crabbing. I bet you did. But get like a crab or a fish and not necessarily know how to get off the end, so you, you might, you, it might end badly. Yeah, and cut yourself. Oh, no, I was talking about it ended badly for the thing on the end of the line. Oh, he needed, he needed that, didn't he? What? Uh, what? Getting caught. Getting caught? Yeah. I wish he had got caught in his <laughs> flies. At least he wouldn't have got it out. <laughs> Dirty bastard. Um, but, yeah, crabbing off Whitby Harbour. So, in this world of the brilliant goalkeeper, what what is considered to be low-key? Because his idea of low-key might be, you know, off the Florida, you know, Gulf Coast, c- catching Merling, having a couple of beers with the guys. What is low-key to David Stockdale? He's a Yorkshireman, so that... He'll just be... An intrinsically kind dyke, Yorkshireman. local dyke, won't he? Down the local dyke, right, OK. Now, in a very Steve Bruce... Sorry... Steve Barnes type way, he also enjoys spending time driving his classic 1986 Ferrari Mondial. Because remember, obviously, Steve Steve Bruce, sorry, Steve Barnes, had his own series of murder mystery novels, and he was very de- descriptive about the car. He, he was very descriptive about the car, in a particular extract where he was kidnapped. He wasn't writing about the emotional roller coaster and turmoil and the trauma that he was experiencing, and he was shoved into the back of the car. Remember, by who we thought were Irish terrorists. They weren't Irish terrorists. They were Israeli terrorists. How did he know? Because one of the terrorists said his favourite player was Ayl Berkovich. (laughs) That didn't bother Steve Barnes. He was describing the dashboard, the walnut dashboard, no less, the tinted windows. Same for for David. But if he said Aidan McGeady, he'd obviously be Irish terrorists. You know what I mean? Uh, Yes, it would have been. I saw Aidan McGeady talking about that the other day. He going, do you think I've had abuse, do you? Of course I've had abuse. Every Scottish ground I go to, they have a pop at me. All the time, so the interviewer went, so does it bother you, Aidan? No, no, no. <laughs> no, I'm fine with it. Yeah, sounds it, matey boy. It then goes on to... that His football career has continued to thrive. Do you think getting sent back early from a loan spell at Stevenage suggests thriving? David... Now, the next part of his website is dedicated to the athlete. Nearly 20 years in football and still going strong. He's pictured in his, probably his most prestigious phase, you'd say Brighton, wouldn't you? Yeah. And that's the case. Not when he was at Darlow or Worksop Town. Now, he is, David, in terms of semantics, in terms of linguistics, is a big fan of the short staccato sentence. Very pragmatic, very impactful Bullock-like, a lot like the shots that went past him. Clearly influenced by the writing style of Hemingway, you know. And this is where he states, 19 years, 16 clubs. <laughs> 16 clubs, that's journey, man, isn't it? Screams quality, that, yeah. doesn't it? You've done well if you've been, if it's like 19 he's... years, 16 clubs. Done well at Brighton. Do you know what it makes me think of? Trevor Benjamin. We talked about him the other day, didn't we? 29 teams, 13 years. Beat that, Davo. <laughs> I bet he ain't got a website. Hmm. 
Oh, it should, though. Tricky Trev. <laughs> yeah. yeah, great to see that. So, next to the 19 years, 16 club sentences, it has an equally to the point statement. It says international call ups. So, after a few bits of research, did actually get put in a few squads. Mm. Apparently, Capello respected his calmness. That's what it said. Maybe it was his calmness when every two weeks a manager would say, "We need you need to move on, David. And David just went, okay, and walked off. Very calm. But no, if you're going to talk about international call-ups, you would assume that somebody may have played. He did play once for the England C team, which comprised of non-league players who were under 23. Yeah, so the ex-Shepherd FC keeper, Jonathan Edge, he was a uh, England C. Yeah, my oh, older ex teammate. Has as he well. got a website? I don't think so. No, but he's got his own goalkeeping there, uh, like a academy. Yeah, academy. Is he yeah. really? Yeah. Oh. So another good use of stats. He loves a stat. David looked 19, 16, 30. So another good use of stats. It transpires again. Um, you know, you expect this type of thing from intrinsically kind David. He's going to offer up things, isn't he? He's going to give you things. He's going to give you information. He wants you to be gratified. So it says 430 plus appearances. I thought that was odd. No, we'll just say how many. What, why yeah. plus? Just rounds nicely to 430 though, doesn't it? 19 year career. 16 clubs played for. 13 lucky number. Then there's a step back, which is not something David often does. There's a step back from the career is thriving narrative when he says, this is a man who has tasted the very top of the game, but who was not too proud to go on loan to League Two Stevenage. <laughs> He's humble. There's humility there. Come on, we've got listeners who follow teams in League Two. We've got to have respect for League Two. No, I don't. So after scrolling down, you get the best visual in my personal opinion. And it encapsulates David, this is the next part of the, the, the website, David, the businessman. David sat, leather chair, beside a globe, chess pieces. He's serious. He's intense. He's thoughtful. He's reflective. He's in a navy suit, weirdly showing off a watch again. Here, he's yanking out a giant Cuban cigar from a red turtle shell sheath. And I've just spat... Sorry, Craig. Thankfully, it didn't hit you. The strap line is, work doesn't stop when he leaves the pitch. <laughs> so he set up... He just rounded, didn't he? He set, he, he set up a big real estate company, right? Now, get ready for these numbers, right? He says he's got over 30 to 40 properties. Okay, fine. He then comes through with something I assume he thinks is a Big number. So he's got 30, 40 properties with a value of between four to five million pounds. How fucking cheap are they? <laughs> like the average house now is what? 150, 200 grand? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where's he, are they them ones outside Anfield for a quid? What are you talking about? Probably got some beach ups, haven't he? Four to five? Fucking idiot. Now the company, the company's great. The company's called MDB13 Properties Limited. This references his kids, Molly, Daisy, Billy, and of course you, sounds get, like, uh, you guessed it, Lucky sounds Number. Like, sounds like Chancery's uh, limited company, doesn't it? Um, <laughs> uh, I think David's are more legitimate. 
he's not got a taxi firm, Craig, has he? No. Or, or a series of supposed energy drink companies that nobody's ever seen and no. certainly not drank. Now, he's also, Craig, the, you know, this David of all trades, he's a football director as he owns 51% of the Droitwich Spa Football Club. Now, he claims to have brought them home. Now, what I found very odd, because clearly this is David writing it, when he, when he says home, he uses inverted commas. So even he is questioning the fact that, are they home? I don't know. I mean, they play in a ground which is nearer where they did were he play, before. Did he play for this team? No, of course he doesn't. He's not too proud to play for Stevenage. He's, he doesn't have that sense of pride to play for Droitwich Spa. Now, he bought the 4G pitch for the team, home, um, that the team and the community can use. Now, he's listed quite a big series of things, hasn't he? Goalkeeper, director, Business lover... Group. He's not mentioned that one. Uh, he's a good player of the brand. But in his long list of roles, director of football, he doesn't mention, however, that he's a mafia boss. But in his next line, in relation to the 4G pitch, this is what he says. This was something the town had been requesting for more than 20 years. He's not been out for 20 years. And David's... Direct dealing with council officials was vital in pushing through the plans. <laughs> What's he up to? No wonder he's got the old Tony Montana pose with the unsheathed turtle shell cigar. But obviously rates itself, doesn't he? He's a player, isn't he? I wouldn't have thought so based on this website, Craig. No, I don't think he rates himself at all. Now, the next section, philanthropist. Straight gaze down the lens. He's fucking mean in business here, right? He's Dennis Wise. He's Eric Hall. He's Alan Sugar. Like Alan Sugar, he's Danny a ball Dyer. bag. He's oh yeah. He then refers to himself as the gentle giant. The gentle giant who wants to make a difference. He's got involved with the Jeff Horsfield Charity Foundation. Uh, he got involved with a charity that was linked to an air show disaster. He then says, if a cause is close to his heart... He can use his profile to raise awareness and much-needed funds that would bring him great satisfaction. So he's gone for this very altruistic approach of basically. So if it's if it's a charity he can't relate to, not interested. Mm. Apparently, a charity that raises money based upon an air show disaster really really rings true with David. Um, yeah, if it's something that he can't relate relate to, doesn't give a shit. Um, and thankfully, the charity brings him great satisfaction, not the people in need. Is he a pilot, then? Is he a pilot? Yeah, right. I'd have thought so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, director of football, mafia boss, lover, baram player, pilot. As long as the gen generous philanthropist is happy, everything's okay, isn't it? We then come on to his next title for himself, The Pundit. This top shot stopper can talk a good game, too. In the picture attached to him being a pundit, he's reading a newspaper, you know, because he's well-informed. Although, on closer inspection, Craig, he does appear to be reading the business section of the Times. <laughs> so not the sports section? Not, 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 that's not what he offers punditry on, is it? Now, I've never seen him be a pundit, have you? No, he says, he, he says he's been a pundit on a, a variety of podcasts. Not on this one, mate, we won't let you on. Apparently, David's wealth of experience mean, means he's uniquely placed to offer tactical analysis 
and valuable insights. Is it, how is he uniquely placed? Because if he was uniquely placed, he would be the only man ever to have played football, wouldn't he? He's not uniquely placed. There's many people who've, who've, who've done and, and better. Many, and many people have been pundits on podcasts. And also, with this particular um, precedent, because he's talking about how unique it is that he's been. 19 years, 16 clubs. That would mean, by definition, Tricky Trevor Benjamin would be the best pundit alive. But unfortunately, he wouldn't be able to focus because he's got a very bad eye stigmatism. Do you think that'd be a charity David would get involved in? Is it close to his heart? I think he'll be supposed to be a goalie. Now, given his 16-club career... It's, yeah, sorry, this is verbatim, this bit. This is what it says. Given his 16-club career, it's a struggle to find a week in the season when two of his old sides aren't facing each other. One, a man who has a foot in both camps, Stockdale's your man. <laughs> so he, he, is, he, he loves leaning on the fact. He, he's a man who can spin a negative into a positive, yeah, isn't he? He's, he's proud he's played for all these clubs. Yeah, he's proud that managers don't rate him. And then you've got the very sort of Partridgean offering. We've gone for Brent here. I'm going to go for Partridgean this time. David is also a big follower of women's football and would welcome opportunities to offer his opinions and expertise in the ever-expanding coverage of the elite women's game. WSL. Yeah. I follow, I follow, I've even followed them on Twitter. So obviously, to the well, thank, thank you for out-partridging David Stockdale by saying, huh? Even follow women on Twitter. <laughs> Must be interested. Don't mind what they're yeah, doing. Obviously, obviously uh, I don't know if people know. I'm, I'm going to have my first child. I'm going to have a, uh, a daughter, and mm-hmm. already I'm thinking she's going to be the next Frank Kirby or whatever. So I need to get involved. Don't I? I need to follow the women's football. I need to get involved. I need to be invested. Do you think it. your daughter, like you, will be three seconds ahead? <laughs> You've got to tell her not to be. She needs to be on time. She needs to be align herself with the other person. No point being three seconds ahead. No point being too clever. Right, what I mean by that is when I used to play, I knew what was going to come. I, I just could read the game. I was three seconds in front of her. I was. Hmm. How did that work out? Three games, mate. Three games. <laughs> three seconds, three games. Yeah. The final part of the website the audience. David has more than 55,000 followers. Ellipses, I like that. And you're like, no, can't be. Can't be. Yeah, and rising fast. He's across all platforms. No, I've not. (laughs) We've got to follow him. We've we've had a a good piece on him here. Now, there is an incredible scope to capitalise on his strong reach with an affluent and predominantly male base. His distinguished... This really does prove how, how across the board this guy is. Yeah, he's, he, he is a potential advertiser and marketer's dream, all right? Because his distinguished yet everyman character makes him perfect for advertising campaigns for high-end male-targeted products. The way he points at his watch, he's perfect for it. Don't overlook it. Model, isn't it? Model in the making, isn't it? Well... Yeah, because he's, he's not only just, he's sophisticated, but he's an everyman. He's a lover, he's a hater. He's got, he's got it all, hasn't he? He's got, a bit like Nick Knowles. <laughs> you know, he's got a lovely soft touch, but if, if, but if I wanted him to, he could roll over me like a freight train. <laughs> right, next to his statistics, he's got a big pie chart, which obviously 
goes back to... You're not seeing the entire pie, Jenny. Yeah? Not seeing the entire pie. He's got a pie chart, right? Where the smaller bit of the pie is constantly penetrating the bigger bit. It's very unsettling because you've got it there and then the little bit's just going... Like Pac-Man. Like Pac-Man. No, Pac-Man's eating something. This is this is rotten, something rotten. The pie chart is stating that 85% of his audience is male, 15% female. So he's kind of saying, again, another sort of like, um, sort of uh, ham-fisted attempt at sort of like, hey, ladies, I might not pay attention to you, but look at at the pie. You guys are on top. You're using a strap-on. You're doing the guy. He follows follows, it. The WSL, then he follows the, uh, mm. football. And probably follows the video work of Stefan Posma. Don't know if you've ever seen that clip. If, if you don't know what I'm talking about, look it up. Not at work, though. Uh, so the pie chart, yeah, as I say, getting shafted by the ladies there, constantly getting rasped. Now, you might be thinking, David, proper bloke. He holds cigars. He doesn't smoke them. He drives the classic 1986 Ferrari Mondial. He has a watch. But it states, again, Craig, in the in the verbiage, he's got a sensitive side. So if you think, right, this is a guy who can just advertise male high-end products. No, 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 no. No, please, don't pigeonhole him like that. Don't think, just because he's distinguished every man, he's got a softer, sensitive side, which makes him the ideal candidate to spearhead projects such as mental health. He's a Dave of all trades, isn't he? Another point, again, that David really seems to reiterate, um, again about women, it says, David has an unswerving respect for women across the board. So he's like, are you sure, David? Do you, th- do you know, are you sure about all of this? You know, equality, all this type of thing, across the board. I'm not sure about voting rights. <laughs> I've had to have a think about that. I'm not too sure on the suffragette movement, like, but uh, I... They can they can help me out in an advert. They can be doing the washing and the cleaning. And what I'm pointing to the what that's right. Get it sorted. Fifteen percent. <laughs> eh? That's a, that's the only amount of you that's paying attention. And then it says, so clearly this is just completely automatically generated by the website itself because this is not something he should be advertising. It just says thirty percent interaction with the audience. So there's a good 7 out of 10, a good 70% chance if you put something on his website or communicate with him, you're getting nothing back. He's just a busy man, isn't he? He does not have an unswerving respect for his audience, does he? Clearly. Falls on deaf ears, doesn't it? I wonder if he does, what, I wonder if he does one of the videos, you know, what we've done the higher or lower for. Wonder if he's on oh, that. Stockdale? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yes, we'll have, to, we'll have to see if he's on Cameo. Yeah, yeah. Um... Yeah, what do you think in comparison, Craig? Just to finish, what do you think about in comparison to Avram Grant's 450 quid? Where do you think Stockdale comes? It's got to be 100, hasn't it? You reckon he's fancying a ton? Yeah, I think he definitely yeah. I, th- I thought he. I thought he was a warm, generous northern man. Proven the other way, hasn't it? Hard-nosed capitalist. Somebody needs to help him buy the watches, to he, be fair. A good point. Yeah. He is the Mr Burling of football. Oh, hey, hey, hee ho, hee ha, ho. 
I like that. It was another Eurovision hit from this year, though, wasn't it? That was Belgium. Yeah, it was. It's about singing on a train. And it, in terms of its rhythmic patterns, very, very similar to the Ukraine one, wasn't it? Not from this year. It's classic Eurovision, isn't it? It's just classic Eurovision, it is. It's, what is classic Eurovision for you, Craig? Just cheese, in it? Bit of cheesy, bit of fun. Just, yeah, all about... uh, Bit, of, fun, bit of cheese, bit of fun. Yeah. Sounds like you're describing the uh, <laughs> gentleman's phallus <laughs> through the window, isn't it? But that uh, that wraps it up, doesn't it, Craigo, for this particular episode? It's been a long one. Fantastic. But hopefully when, it's been when all right. When you've got Stockdale with that website... But you can't treat that flippantly, can you? And you will spend 30 minutes even just looking at the website. Just by yourself, yeah. just reading. You won't want to miss a word. Or is, uh, like I say, very pragmatic Hemingway style of... Uh, of writing delivery. So just before we go, Craigo, um, what are you hoping for for the Wednesday in regards of recruitment this summer? What are you after? What do you want? So... Vestergaard? No, to be fair, we do need a centre-back. Not that one, though. No, uh, yeah, a couple of centre-backs. A few tricky wingers, not tricky Trev, who we used to have, uh, for Trevor Francis, but yeah. Again, I think... No, I don't think he'd be a good signing. I think we're looking at eight to nine players again. Oh, good Lord, what an overhaul. I think we need to, but yeah, no playoffs and yeah, looking forward to it. Obviously, no, uh, nothing in the summer. We've obviously got the Qatar, so I'm looking forward to that with England. And uh, but yeah, and another season with Sheffield FC. Hopefully, the right end of the table, not uh, fighting. Continuing on with your role, Craig? Yeah, we continue. Yeah, definitely. And uh, uh, looking forward to it and that, and uh, getting back in. We've got first game, 9th of July. Who are you uh, taking on? Redford. So that'll be a nice game. Uh, got Maltby Bain, what got announced today. Are you really? When? Uh, uh, obviously, in pre-season. Oh, brilliant. And we've, uh, we've got, a, good a, we've got a, a football tour down in London as well. So oh, yeah, down a, in London. A couple of games, so yeah, it should be good. And uh, get get the lads back together. Look, looking forward to it. And yeah, I, I missed it, to be fair. I missed it. Yeah, yeah I've uh, been doing it for about two or three weeks, lad. <laughs> huh? But yeah, uh, just want, want it. I want the football scenes to start again. And it's first. It just first. ended, mate. I know, but you know when you when you just when you just, <laughs> when, when you just missed out, you want to get going. That that cliche in it, you just want that next game. You just need to start again. But yeah, uh, what about that stuff? What I want, yeah, just to be better. Yeah, that's the thing. Hopefully, we'll stay injury free. Hopefully, we won't play a pre-season game where somebody decides to do a big scissor challenge where they crush our best defender for Farner's legs. No clappers. No. Oh, I'd love no clappers. Yeah. And you've got the, the singing section, the UniFS singing section, which hopefully improved the atmosphere because it has been pretty sterile. Really, since we won the league, mm. it's diminished massively because I don't know if it, it, it hit that peak to so kind of people like, eh, eh, whatever. Eh. There's been a couple of times, particularly the European nights, it's uh, it's been good. But on the whole, it's been it's been pretty good. So uh, yeah, everybody have a have a lovely summer and just to just to sort of sound off or whatever, the chaps just uh, just come into his room. Thankfully, he's clothed.